The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss innovations in the podcast advertising industry. Joining us is Brian Barletta, who is the founder of Sounds Profitable, which is a weekly newsletter with everything that you need to know about ad tech in podcasting. From analytics to dynamic ad insertion, the Sounds Profitable newsletter gives in-depth detail from experts every Monday morning. Yesterday, Brian and I talked about his advice for growing a podcast, and today we're going to turn our attention to how brands should be evaluating podcast advertising campaigns. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Brian Barletta, founder of Sounds Profitable. Brian, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Excited to have you back. Did I mention that everybody who's listening to this needs to go to soundsprofitable.com and sign up for your newsletter? It's incredibly valuable, folks. I'm not being paid to say this. I really (laughs) do love Brian's newsletter. And today we're going to tell you why. Brian's great at helping people figure out how to evaluate their campaigns. I actually think that that's the sweet spot here is you understand all the ad tech, all the tools and the technologies, and also the analytics behind it. Talk to me a little bit about how brands are evaluating their campaigns today. What are they getting right and what are they getting wrong? It's always good to go over the tools first. So podcasting, because it is based on a download and not like a live stream or anything, What we're dealing with is a server-side ad call to be able to track that that episode did download. And here's what we know about it. And so the most common way to track is using an attribution pixel that is fired server-side, gets the IP, user agent, and the content. And then is often used for figuring out not only impressions and whatnot, but did the person convert on like a direct response campaign. The evolution to that is instead of direct response is a lift report. So is this over a baseline of what we consider the control, whether it's general podcasters or part of this campaign or a network, was their growth. And then the third tool is really brand surveys, like being able to ask the audience connected to the campaign or not, the effectiveness of the ad or how they over-index with the brand and, and how their perception of the brand changes when they hear the ad. Brian, this is why I love your newsletter, because I can go as slow as I need to to understand everything you're saying. So I'm going to repeat some of this back to you (laughs) because I've worked in marketing and MarTech and ad tech, and, and even I get a little confused with this stuff. There's really three ways that people are evaluating their campaigns. 
first off, you said the server side pixel. So when a podcast is downloaded, the server that's downloading, it says, here's the IP that came and got the content. Here's the user agent, meaning here's the podcast player that we sent it to. And here's the piece of content that they got. And so we're basically just looking at what the download data is, right? Directional kind of demographic data. Did I get the first part right? You did. Yeah. And you had said earlier, why a newsletter? And I think this is exactly it. Because when I have an entire week to put these thoughts down, I'm a little bit slower than I am on a podcast. See, you got all the right information. It just, the engine isn't as fast as it used to be upstairs. <laughs> and so I got to repeat it back to you. And it turns out that makes for a good podcast too. So the second part is the pixeling, right? Now we're getting some attribution tracking where we're able to give brands a pixel, put it on their website and try to match whether the download information we're getting is the same person that is getting to a website. I don't think I ever want to say that podcast attribution is going to be a person. It's going to be at best a household because your IP address, if it's a cellular IP, is garbage. If it's business, it's garbage. If it's household, well, that's everybody in your household. So if I listen to a podcast and then I tell my wife about the ad and she converts from our household or a device that is associated with our household, that attribution is going to attribute back to our digital household. You're correct. Household we're basically able to figure out somebody from this household downloaded a podcast and got to this website. And so for the MarTech podcast, as an example, one of our sponsors, we give them an attribution pixel. Somebody comes and listens to the podcast and that person or somebody from their household then goes and visits that page. So if my sponsor is Treasure Data, a CDP company, right? This is something that is technical and marketing driven. My assumption is there's one marketer per household, which is actually why I say person, because I'm just making the underlying assumption that there's only one person in your household that's listening to the MarTech podcast that's going to go to our sponsors' web pages. Very few people that are in MarTech fall in love with each other, get married, and live in the same household. <laughs> Maybe I'm stereotyping. But there's other pieces of content which are more universal if you're talking about content that isn't industry-specific, you know, true crime and all that other stuff. Maybe everybody listens to a serial podcast. You get down to the household level of targeting. Now, the third way that you mentioned that brands can figure out what their podcast campaigns are working are simply surveys. Now, here's the problem that I have with surveys. If you don't know who your podcast listeners are, how are you surveying them? There are a few ways to do surveys, and this is similar to the Lyft reports, which is similar to uh, what we talked about before with the attribution. You can do a survey by doing a complete controlled exposure. So that means that I know demographically for a campaign, I'm going to target people who make around 150000 who want to buy a new truck who live in this area. So I find people separate completely from the campaign that meet that demographic. And then I have them listen to two 30-minute podcasts, split the group in half. One has the ad in it, one doesn't. And then at the end of the survey, I ask them questions about the brand. That's controlled exposure. Another one is pre and post. Your podcast is big enough that you could probably do pre and post where you say to your audience like, hey, I'm going to ask you to fill out a survey. Go to this specific website. I need you to fill out the survey. It would be really important and valuable to me. Help me out with growing the podcast. You add some specific questions about your podcast. You also add some specific questions about a brand. Then after the campaign runs, you also do another post survey and you ask, please fill out the survey again. And you do the same thing. You model the two against each other and you see, did the survey provide a brand lift? Did the survey show that the campaign had a positive effect on that audience? 
And then the last one is panel base, which is that the brand is big enough to be a household name and your show is big enough to index with people who, when they say, oh, what are the top five podcasts you listen to? You're in the top five, top 10, or you're enough that they're bringing it up and there's overlap. And that way is saying of podcast listeners that are engaged in surveys, what percentage of them reacted positively to this brand after experiencing the ad natively? Is that a different percent of people that heard it overall? Or is that a different percent that of people that heard it from your show or that heard it by podcasting in general? So surveys are really good for directional, but they're not as exact. I, I think you probably like a little bit more direct response type targeting, I assume. Sure. I like direct response marketing. And, <laughs> and honestly, to support our sponsors, we try to show what I call a listen-through metric. Hey, somebody that was exposed to your ad that we can track got to your website, that's not a click-through. It's not a click that's driving them. It's our content. In the same way that when you see a banner ad and then you go to someone's site, that's a view-through metric. I call our exposure to website visit a listen-through. And I think that that is directional at best. And I also don't think it captures all the value that the podcast brings. Because A, you're creating retargetable data. B, I just don't believe that the tracking is 100% accurate when you're going from trying to figure out an IP address to a mobile app ID and then trying to correlate to Pixel. There's just so much loss within that mechanism. And I honestly, getting to the nuts and bolts of the whole thing, my problem with podcast advertising, I think where most brands and companies and even podcasters struggle with this is there is no silver bullet in terms of podcast attribution and defining the value created by the podcast. It is partially a brand awareness exposure channel, and we don't have a perfect way of evaluating that because it's in people's ears and there's no click, and so that creates problems. But you don't think that click accounts for all the actions, right? You said view through as a great example, right? So view through adds a lot of value. Not everything's captured by click in other media channels. No, it's not. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. 
but very little is captured by click, if anything, in podcasting. Oh, definitely. There's no click in podcasting. And that's the hard part is the largest brands that have enough people and are buying enough media can do the pre and post surveys and get a directional sense of whether their podcasting efforts are effective and whether they're ROI positive. When you get down to the niche shows, without focusing on clicks, it's very hard to get enough data to say, sure, you've got a lift study and it's something that you can hang your hat on. You know, when you're talking about exposure to 10,000 people and a 1% conversion rate got to the website, you're talking about a sample of 100 people. It's just not a lot of data to really say, okay, this is certain. We know what our conversion rate is. So my takeaway in how brands should evaluate their podcasts is you have to triangulate. And this is also something and we talked to Kurt from Ad Results Media, a mutual friend of ours made the connection between the two of us. Yeah. And that was his advice too, is you got to look at every single different way a podcast could drive value to try to get a clear picture of whether it's working or not. Yeah, I agree with you. But I think that the big thing is that podcast metrics are all new. And it's not as exact as we come off of a world of mobile device IDs and cookies and whatnot. And those are going away. And I truly believe that all attribution and all surveys and things like this are just directional. We just as an advertising community are far more comfortable hanging our hat on what you can do on a web page or in video than what you can do in any other medium. So we come to podcasting and we look to be able to put our feet up like you can in other avenues, especially when you have a big budget behind it. But I think it's just slightly less accurate, but it's all directional. In every other channel, it's still directional. And you can phone it in a little bit in other channels. You can't in podcasting. So you're not getting certainty when you run a podcast ad campaign, right? You're getting a directional sense of whether it's working or not. So what data do you look at that supports that podcast advertising is effective and is a worthwhile investment of marketing budget? Well, I don't think you get that certainty in any channel, right? Like I think a great example is social and search, right? Where it's all about click, but you can't capture view, right? You can't do a impression pixel on a Google ads or Google search ads. So you miss out on all the people who read it and then they click the actual search result instead of the specific one that had the ad there. You're still an option for them. You're still something that influenced their decision. Hey, I agree with you. But there's an order of magnitude difference of certainty when somebody is clicking whether they were driving value. I can tell you that a campaign worked or didn't work based on the click-through metrics with more certainty than one without click metrics just because there's more attributable tracking. A higher percentage of the people are going to click. Oh, I agree. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that podcasting is no harder than handling any sort of campaign that lacks a click. Yes. That's the only thing. It is not unique to podcasting. There are plenty of other media types out there that you can do without click. And podcasting is closer to that. It's in between radio and television, out-of-home advertising. There's some technology around out-of-home advertising that talks about exposure. But you get some data that is a little more attributable to the podcast than you would if you were running a, you know, old-timey television ad and just hoping that you're seeing a lift. But what is the data that you can look at where brands are saying, you know what, podcast advertising, even though it's not 100% certain exactly what's happening, I don't get the click data, why are brands still investing in the channel? I think that there's plenty of research showing on like exit surveys when people purchase, like, where did you hear about this? 
I think that that's become a really valuable avenue. Maybe it doesn't necessarily identify the specific podcast, but it identifies the channel as valuable. There's always the low-tech version, which can absolutely be gamed about things like vanity URLs and promo codes. If I was a podcast with a promo code, I would go post that promo code on every code site there is because then I get credit for it. And I think that the lift reports and brand studies that, that take into account the specific podcasts and use a control and say, compared to the people that you were targeting in that audience or compared to the people that listen to podcasts in general, this directional data shows a directional lift over it. And we're talking double digits often, right? We're talking a high enough percentage that that directional data shows that it's working. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that like you can get the exact one-to-one. I mean, I don't think you can get that in any channel. You can't get the exact one-to-one. You can't get it in any channel. And it's not as clear of a picture as it would be with a PPC campaign. But the medium is an interesting one where you're able to have host-read advertising. You're getting inferred credibility from the host. You're able to create a tremendous amount of reach relatively inexpensively looking at other media forms and the format of the media where it's longer exposure and how captive the audience is and the fact that people will listen to podcasts for a longer period of time, the fact that they won't skip over the ads as much the recall, the recognition, to me, that's really the value of podcast advertising. Even though there are inherent tracking problems like there are in most advertising channels, the value of the medium and the people that are listening are incredibly valuable. And I think that's what carries the most weight for our industry. Yeah, I would agree. And some of the examples that you gave out there, one I think I really like to point out is social media influencer marketing. Because that's a medium that like if I have a very highly followed Instagram or anything like that, and a brand sponsors me, I can't put a tracking pixel. Depending on the size, I might not even be able to put a link in anything. That's an industry that hit $10 billion last year. And podcasting was $1 billion. So if they can do it with less data, and they're able to actually show that benefit there. I'm not super concerned about podcasting showing its efficacy. If Kim Kardashian can essentially invent the influencer yeah. marketing channel, then you and I can figure out how to make some money off podcasting while we're supporting the brands who are our sponsors. I'd say so. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Brian Barletta, founder of Sounds Profitable. In the third part of our interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Brian and I are going to talk about the new wave of podcast ad tech. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Brian, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is HiFiveRPG, that's H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-R-P-G. Or you could visit his company's website, which is SoundsProfitable.com. Please go sign up for Brian's newsletter. It is incredibly valuable if you're thinking about learning about podcast advertising. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.